Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Of the Best Bets show here on the field of 68. We are the three-man weave, taking you through the evening slate on a fine Thursday. We are powered, as always, by Bet Rivers. Ready to talk some hoops, guys. Let's start on last night. What did you see? I'm going to go to Mr. Cox first. We're going to find out how he's doing. He had some brief tech di- difficulties behind the scenes, folks. So we're, we're going to have some fun with him today. What do you got, Matt? Yeah, I hate this. Technology stinks. Uh, <laughs> Jim, only... Only I would fade a trend that was 65% this year. Sure enough, Iowa stinks. <laughs> Wisconsin still stinks. So let's be very clear about that. They're not a good basketball team. But uh, when Iowa uh, goes two of whatever they are, 24, two of 24 from three, like it's Iowa. It's not like it's Mississippi or Grand Valley. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so frustrating, Kai, but uh, I've learned my lesson. I'll yes. stop doing that. Well, you look great. Your hair is 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 pretty uh it's showing through the camera the your your backup camera fantastic cut on you young man uh yeah like it or not matt wisconsin is probably in the dance now they're 10 and 10 across q1 q2 competition that pretty much dwarfs every single other bubble team so i i I don't see the committee keeping them out now uh but vanderbilt jim they just fumbled on the goal line there with a loss to lsu uh any chance they had of climbing back into contention just went bye-bye so good effort commodores see you never yeah, I can't drop the one to the team that's lost 15 in a row. That's just a really bad look for a committee that's probably trying to find reasons to keep you out at this stage. Um, Kai, your UConn boys looked like the UConn. It How did. about that? Mm-hmm. That one was even more impressive to me than the Marquette one from earlier because that was like just a cascade of shooting. Their defense was outrageous yesterday. Every Providence basket in the first half was a jumper, and over time, not getting any easy buckets really was a problem. I think UConn doubled them on the glass. I saw 40 to 20 ridiculous like that is the yukon that deserved a two or a three seed or probably a three or four in the bracket reveal not a five absolutely ridiculous uh, so tip a cap to them all right let's get to the outline matt you mentioned a 65 percent trend that would be big 10 home teams they're now up to 71 and 41 against the spread this year in league play it's outrageous 
So we got Northwestern at Illinois. Illinois laying six against the Purple Cats. Matt, give us a reason we should take the home team. Come on. It's Illinois. Uh, team's good. Even without Shannon, they've been really competitive. I think they're, I don't know if they're undervalued right now, but I still believe in this team as like, you know, one of the top three in the Big Ten and a team with like real tournament to teeth to go far. Northwestern at this point, it's tough to really poke holes at them being a paper tiger. They're just good. Six points feels like a lot with the spot that Illinois is in. That's my only concern with laying the points here. Saturday played Monday against Minnesota. They played today and then play again over the weekend. Only concern. Um, but again, I do think that uh, Illinois gets them today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Northwestern's hot as a pistol, man. I, I, I know when I've been wrong on a team, I think it's the Wildcats here. They're number two in the Big Ten now. They're slotted for a six seed, five straight wins and covers eight and two against the spread in their last 10 games. They, they are playing very well. And I don't trust Illinois. It was a really good effort without Shannon in, at Indiana following that Penn State loss, but it wasn't a great effort against Minnesota. You could argue they're kind of sleepwalking through it. Northwestern did win the first matchup in this game. They were down by five with under 13 minutes to go, and they outscored the Atlanta by 18 points down the stretch. It was kind of wild. I think we were actually on Illinois in that game. It's just really hard to get in front of this Northwestern train with their with their guard play recently, and they work really hard. They, they, they work extremely hard. They get on the floor, all that good stuff. Um, I think their perimeter also causes Illinois some issues, ball handling. So I kind of lean towards Northwestern, but I, I didn't play anything, Jim. Yeah, I almost went Illinois best bet here, you know, partially because of how strong the home teams have been, partially because of how that first game went. Was kind of, mm. uh, excuse me. Illinois shot 50% inside the arc. Northwestern shot 29%. Yikes. Northwestern made more threes. Illinois couldn't make any. They shot 29% from three. And Northwestern took 40 free throws. <laughs> Some of that is like you could probably add about 10 of those were in the final minute from fouling, trying to keep the game close. But it was still like a complete shellacking or or one-sided avalanche of free throws. I think switching venues, that's going to hurt Northwestern here. Um, the one thing keeping me off, it, and I saw it mentioned in the chat, is that Northwestern is actually good on the road. Six and two against the spread, plus mm-hmm. six cover margin. They're the rare Big Ten team that is truly a road warrior. So that kept me away from this one as much as I wanted to take Illinois. I think it's a great spot for them. I think it's a decent matchup given the way the, um, the numbers were in the first game, but not going to officially endorse it. Move on to a second big 10 team headed out to the rack slash Jersey Mike's it's the rack Rutgers hosting Michigan. Kyle, we'll go to you first here. Uh, last I saw Rutgers around minus four. Let's see if that's what it's at right now. Uh, nope. I can't spell. Five and a half. Five, five and a half. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are you looking at with that uh, Michigan going on the road after taking down their arch rival over the weekend? Really key injuries to watch in this game. Caleb McConnell is doubtful. So he probably does not play in this game for Rutgers. They survived Wisconsin without him. But I still think that's a pretty dicey situation. He's pretty important, especially with Mag out. Jed Howard is questionable. Rolled his ankle last game. Probably a wash in terms of impact to each to each of their teams. Maybe you could argue Howard is more important to Michigan. The spread feels a bit high to me, especially if Howard plays. This isn't the same Rutgers team without Mag. Since he got hurt, Matt, they're 113th in the country per Bart Torvik. Michigan is 30th. They're coming off a huge win against Sparty. Big 10 home is probably still an issue here. If you want to take Michigan, I'd probably caution against it. Rutgers is 12-4 and against the spread at the rack, plus 6.5 cover margin. Michigan, 2.5 ATS on the road. Not great. However, the line does feel pretty high to me. And again, Rutgers, not the same team we've been seeing in the early going. 
Yeah, I buy that Michigan's a slightly better team right now. Let's just assume that Howard and McConnell are both in or both out just as a wash. Um, so you're implying that, you know, home is worth five to six. And yeah, I think it's been Good. worth that. My goodness. So yeah, that's, I think the lines we kind of added up like that. It feels right to me, Kai. Ideally Michigan just got, feels like it's a little high. Maybe there's some late season surge left in them. I've kind of written them off though. They've been in big spots before the season and not really delivered. Um, I don't know, Jim, tough one to handicap here. I guess I lean toward Michigan, but again, why would you fade against a, uh, 71 and 41 ATS trend at this point? Yep. Mm. I won't be doing it. No interest in it. Uh, Michigan has been one of the teams that's been poor on the road, unlike Northwestern, as I said. Uh, The one thing I loved out of Michigan from this weekend was the emergence of Terrace Reed. He was fantastic. Just bully balled Michigan State inside. Completely took over that game late. Couple offensive rebounds, putbacks, and ones. Not a great free throw shooter, but, you know, that's okay if you're scoring in other ways and impacting the game. So that gives them kind of the the twin towers to go against Omori inside. No McConnell as that super versatile defender, but like Kai said, I think that washes with Howard because those two would be going at each other, same position. Mm. Don't love the Michigan guards on the road. Um, McDaniel, I think, has some splits that lean that way, um, unsurprisingly, given this league. I don't trust Rutgers, though, so I'm not going to lay with them either. I I want to get behind this home court trend, but uh, I I can't find the best situation to do it, so I'm not going to do it here. We've missed it, Jim. We just have to be invested. Yeah, well, maybe, unless it just keeps going. Like I said, I think it's in the past month, it's like 68%. It, it, it's, it's been kind of stronger yeah. than it is full season. But, I feel know, like I'm, the, I'm like playing tic-tac-toe against a guy, and I, I'm like, I keep trying to put in the corner first to dupe him into like a, to mess up, but he keeps beating me the same way. It's like, you're going to change your approach one time, sir. Like, that's how I just feel trapped in this cat and mouse game kai with big tic-tac-toe is a solved game man that's the tough part you know there's a there's a and i'm playing against the rig game right now so you're right (laughs) Uh, all right let's go pack 12 Uh, the two la schools are doing the mountain trip this week slash weekend we're gonna start with ucla at utah matthew i'm not really sold on this utah team without gabe madsen i think it takes away some of the offensive pop that they have Uh, i still love stefanovic carlson is a monster in the paint but UCLA has uh, been been pretty darn solid. They've actually won three in a row at Utah. They've not been totally decimated by the elevation. So again, nothing super strong for me here. Yeah, Utah's just the walking wounded. I think, um, yeah, so no Madsen. And I believe they're also down my guy, Raleigh Worcester, as Jordan Majeski points out today, being mm. uh, super thin then. Like, they just don't have enough creators or shot makers without – uh, Madsen and especially Worcester, I think is really the engine of that offense. I do think if they were all healthy, I'd be looking to take Utah. I think back to when we backed them, I backed them against Arizona in a high home spot when they were fully healthy. I think that's a similar type of angle. I'd want to back Utah here, but I don't think, I think I was catching seven against Arizona. Now I'm only catching five against UCLA who could be better that's than seven. Arizona and seven, this team's seven. I'm sorry, seven. So yeah, it's about the same, but this Utah team's a shell of itself relative to that past, uh, Preston, I mentioned there. So nothing for me here, Kai. And and UCLA is not coming from Maui like Arizona yeah. was. I think that's worth it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, UCLA now number two in Kempom. If you hadn't noticed the jump, they jumped Alabama after the Tide's tough game against South Carolina. They're also firmly on the two seed. I don't see them really moving up or down from there. Cronin said it was laughable, but I think they're pretty locked in at that position. Uh, Utah has been bad without Madsen. One in five against the spread since he got hurt including the game he got hurt. He played two minutes against um, home court is obviously strong for Utah. They're still a top 30 home court team for Ken Palm nine and seven against the spread plus three cover margin. Good home team, obviously playing in altitude, but 
I think UCLA is just humming right now. I, I still think they're a legit title contender. They beat Utah by 19 in game one. There was no Carlson in that game, but still the Bruins scored pretty easily. The spread does feel high. I respect Utah's home court enough, Jim, to stay away, but a slight lean towards UCLA still. Yeah, I feel like in the past we'd be all over Utah here. We're just like, oh, home yeah. elevation. Yep. Um, yep. Tough spot, travel spot for them. I'm not I'm not there uh, in the past. I have like actual distinct memories of doing a show, taking Utah at home against UCLA and them getting pounded. I think that happened either last year or, or two seasons ago. So I'm not going to get on board with that here. Well, let's pivot over to Boulder, where the Buffaloes are hosting USC. Colorado laying two and a half here. Kai, um, USC still very much in the tournament picture, probably in mm-hmm. the field as it stands. But this is a risky trip for them because there's not a lot to gain out of it. Uh, I guess Utah's probably Q2 on the road still. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to take an ugly loss at altitude. You don't want to get blown out here as we get down to it. Closer to selection Sunday. Yeah. What are you leaning here with the Trojans at Colorado? Yeah, USC needs this win. This would be a Q1 win for USC. It would probably cement them on the right side of the bubble. I'm pretty sure. I just guessed that, to be honest. I think Colorado's top <laughs> top uh, 75, 75 in the net. Yeah, it could be yeah, Q2. Good call. Yeah, okay. So Q1 game for USC here. Colorado's not making the dance. They can still play spoiler, though. You still have to respect the buffs. They did beat Tennessee and Texas A&M this season. Remember that? That's pretty wild to think about, just looking back. Um, USC won game one by seven. Colorado killed them on the glass, a little surprisingly. But USC forced 22 turnovers, and I think that's the key for the Trojans in this game. Colorado's ball handling has been their biggest weakness all season, and USC's size can match Colorado's and overwhelm Colorado's size. Um, I I do lean towards USC here on the road, plus 2.5. Again, though, Matt, like Utah, I respect Colorado's home court, so I didn't actually play anything here. Almost took USC, was this close to doing it, didn't pull the trigger. Josh Morgan came back last game for USC. He's critical. They got Reese Dixon Waters back last game. You look at those four games they both missed. That's when they had the Oregon disaster road trip, right? Got beat by Oregon and got embarrassed, arguably, by Oregon State. They bounced back with conviction, though, last weekend. Cal, Stanford. Um, I was saying earlier, I think I like this USC team as crazy as that sounds. Um, but I'm kind of back in on them, especially when they have those two guys back. I haven't really been super impressed with uh, Iwuchuku yet. He just hasn't played in that many minutes and hasn't been super effective. you got to think he's going to only improve as the year goes on, though. So it's just kind of like an extra feather in the cap if you're looking to back the Trojans here. I lean their way. I know the whole mountain thing is scary, but it's leg one, not as you know daunting as leg two. And uh, I just think they're a buy low given those Oregon efforts just a week ago or two weeks ago at this point. I'll go the other way, slightly to Colorado. Um, I do like the home court. I Colorado is so uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Like they can be really awesome. Like when we were against them with Colorado State, or like Kai said, beginning of the year when they smashed Texas A&M, just took them to the woodshed. But then also very prone to some poor efforts. Um, so I, I, yeah, again, not strong enough to bet this game because I don't I don't feel confident enough in my read on Colorado at this stage. All right, let's go to Chat Mob here, Kai. I believe you're collecting because Matt yes. is disheveled. I am. Yeah. I have Matt's back always and forever. I'm trying to get my cameras. Ah, technology. Sorry. Uh, A nice little combo here from Pat slash Scott. I'm guessing Scott told Pat what to ask in the chat uh, to start this off. Long, Long Beach state. Matthew is at Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, five point favorites. They've lost two, three straight now. They have not looked good. Uh, Your thoughts, Matthew. Uh, 
Lines about rights to me. No, I agree. They haven't looked great. I know um, Beach got healthier still without Murray, but they got uh, who did they get back recently? I thought they got a key body back. Maybe not. Um, I got kind of lean Beach. No home, basically. I lean toward Beach. I'm gonna maybe keep fading this um, the Santa Babs downward trajectory. I think I think there's some home. Santa Barbara's not where you think it is. Remember, I, I run into this all the time. It's like two hours from Long Beach. I think. Hour and a half, whatever. Yeah, north part of LA. It's whatever. It's yeah. like two hour drive tops. I would say. I guess traffic is traffic, but yeah, it's not a. Dude. You're not going up to on the I ten, bro. Come on. California dude. geography is my favorite bit. By you. California. <laughs> Matt, I'm going right back to you for another question because it involves your bows. Riverside at Hawaii, minus three and a half. Hawaii is at home. I like the bows. I know Riverside's been playing really, really good lately, but I think they get them at home here. A little bit of a revenge spot. Uh, I'm sorry, Hawaii won at uh, Riverside first matchup, right? Um, they're back home. I think they match up well with uh, with Riverside, so I would lean toward my bows. This was an under I liked, but after another day of overs demolishing yesterday, I'm not taking an under for best bet. So, hmm. And wish would have hopped on that over train a month ago. Whew. You'd Buddy, be up like 90 out. units if you auto-bet it. Yeah, tough to blind bet trends, but gosh, if you luck into one, it's nice. Jim, Utah Tech at UT Rio Grande Valley. Utah Tech is minus two and a half on the road. Thoughts? I'm a Vaquero boy here. They're a pretty solid home squad. Yeah. Been a Vaquero guy all year. I think that team's actually pretty solid. They compete. Um, I'm trying to find their home stats, but the uh, team rankings abbreviations are not. Texas friendly, Pan Am. So Rio is yeah, not it's on Pan there. Am, I yeah. think so. <laughs> Yeah, one word. I miss Texas I, Pan Am. I genuinely cannot find That's... it. So uh, I'd like to give that information. Can't, but I, I know yes. they've been strong at home. So lean their way. Matt, you get a summit game. UMKC on the road at South Dakota State. The Bunnies are favored by 10 and a half. Lean the Bunnies way. But again, it's a team that I think if you're betting on right now with a ton of confidence, you're still reaching. I know they had uh, Arians was out last game. They got easily back again after his. Will he will, you know, will he won't. He had actually an awesome game last weekend against Omaha. Still lean toward the bunnies, Kai. Um, but I've been, you know, hitting and missing, mostly missing with the ruse all season. So mm-hmm. I am rubber, you are glue. I'm gonna bounce right back to you here. Northridge hosting Bakersfield, minus one. Oh, gross. CSUN. You love Bakersfield always. Yeah. What do you think? I don't like Bakersfield. I hate Bakersfield. I bet them luckily against my bows, and it was the worst decision I've ever made. I've been liking Northridge stubbornly, but I think in this game, Bakersfield's kind of trending up though. They've been playing better. It's funny, they got Gaskin back. We thought they're like their most talented score. They've actually played worse with him back, and they played worse with him in earlier. Their mm-hmm. best stretch was when he was out. So might be just a gunner black hole type guy. Uh, yeah, another under I liked, Kai, but Bakersfield's mm-hmm. been like an over machine. Before that Hawaii game, I think they had yes, they seven have. or eight straight overs. Ridiculous. Despite Higgins not playing in like 20 games. Yeah. Jim, Nichols and New Orleans. Nichols is a five-point road favorite. Yeah, I like Nichols coming off a weird home loss to my commerce boys. Shout out to the Lions there getting that one done late. Uh, Nichols is way better. New Orleans hasn't really been fully healthy all year. They've been kind of, they were supposed to be reliant on their front court and it hasn't gone well. Uh, one of the worst years of Schlesinger's tenure. So I lean towards Nichols bouncing back from their loss. Paris asked Cal Baptist, Sam Houston. I lean towards Sam Houston. Six point spread feels about right, but a slight lean towards the home Bearcats. Matt, you get a CAA game that I'm actually kind of curious about as well. William & Mary is hosting Elon. William & Mary is a bit hurt. Gabe Dorsey, Noah Collier, we don't know their status. They're also plus one at home against Elon. So Elon is a road favorite here. Seems a little bit weird to me, but your thoughts. 
I kind of like William Mary. I've been higher on this team than I think most people have most of the season. I think their inconsistencies uh, have been very much injury and experience related. Um, so yeah, I guess for that reason, I probably shouldn't back them here, but I do think it's a pretty good price against Elon. Yeah. Elon's yeah. kind of rolling. I really? think they've covered six of the last eight, nine of the last 12. I know they are playing well. They have been. They William Mary is one of the worst Butler's ATS been... teams in the country now. Surprisingly. It's, it's kind yeah. of like a Butler's been good for them. Jim. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, Butler's been good. From Ray, I'll take Utah Valley Tarleton. Hey, lines come down a little bit. I liked Tarleton actually around three, kind of leaned their way. Uh, they're a tough home team. They're really frustrating to watch for sure. And Utah Valley's been rolling lately, one of the best ATS teams in the country. But I kind of hold my nose and lean towards Tarleton there at home. All right, last one before chat mob. Jim, you get Milwaukee hosting uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, the artist formerly known as IPFW. Milwaukee is minus two at home. Yeah, big big gut lean to the over here, although Fort Wayne hasn't been as like offensive centric, which is weird. I mean, you look at this same core two years ago it was like a complete offensive leaning team, terrible defense. They've flipped that this year, which I don't really understand how because the personnel hasn't changed all that much. But Milwaukee's gonna make this game up tempo. Purdue Fort Wayne's willing to run. Uh, also would lean towards Milwaukee at home, but not not a great take on the side. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, let's go back to the rundown. I got the rest holstered for round two. All right, let's do one more Big Ten game here. Uh, I begrudgingly put this on the slate because Ohio State is an embarrassment at this stage. Uh, one of the most rollover and die seasons you've seen uh, mm. in years. But they are a favorite at home in the Big Ten, laying two and a half to Penn State, who Kai still has something to play for here. Jalen yeah. Pickett uh, has been a total monster lately. Ask our producer Trevor what he did to Illinois. Uh, like 10 days ago. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, but so do you see Penn State getting the win they need and continuing this absolute descent that Ohio State is on? Yeah, they're in a sad state of affairs right now. They've lost eight in a row. They've lost 13 of 14. They're 63rd in Kimpom, down from a peak of ninth. They're the nation's fourth worst ATS team. They're 0-8 against the spread their last eight. They're 1-13 against the spread in their last 14 games. Also, Zed Key, done for the year. Uh, best player, done but they're favored. And I've seen some people kind of shake their head and, and scratch their head a little bit and, and ask it's why. Stinky line. It's fishy. Stinky line. Maybe uh, Penn state has shown life here. Um, they took Wisconsin to OT respectable loss to Maryland, kept it close. Then they beat Illinois and Minnesota and Matt, they can shoot and Ohio state will oblige that 12th in the league and three point and 10th rate allowed. Theoretically, 
Ohio State's bigger guards will do better on picket than most teams, but why have confidence in the Buckeyes right now? I cannot recommend Ohio State. For me, it's Penn State or nothing in this game. Yeah, Penn State or nothing, but it's nothing because who's playing at home? Uh, Ohio State. Yeah, well, that's, Jim, that's my take back Wisconsin to you. Wisconsin and Ohio State were the two exceptions to the Big Ten home, and then look what Wisconsin did last night, beat Iowa by double digits. So Iowa, you stink. What yeah, was that? Sorry. Yeah. What in the world was that effort? I, that, that's like I want to say Penn State because I just don't respect Ohio State's home court. Like I said, they haven't covered anywhere. They could play on Pluto. They could play <laughs> in Bryce Sensabaugh's backyard. They would still not cover the game. So I definitely lean towards Penn State. Means more to them. They're playing better, but uh, not fully going to recommend it. It's not a best bet, but certainly a, a stronger lean. All right, next up we got Memphis at Wichita State. Matthew, it is Memphis laying two. That certainly hints that Kendrick Davis is not going to play, but he did go through warmups against Houston. I don't know exactly how close he is to coming back and if they're going to try to save him for the other Houston game because of how important that one is for them. This one's a really hard game to handicap without him. He is a massively important piece. Uh, Memphis got Lomax back last game, but he didn't even score against Houston, not making a bunch of uh, nearly the impact that Kendrick Davis does. And Wichita State quietly playing well. What do you got with this one? Memphis minus two on the road. Jim, similar to the Houston versus Tulane matchup dominance we talked about yesterday, I think that a, that um, is intact here with Memphis against Wichita. I believe they've won five in a row against the Shockers, covered four of those five. Um, and I thought they played pretty well without Kendrick last game against Houston. I mean, all things considered. So mm-hmm. given the fact that you're getting an extra point because the market's bet into no Kendrick, that strong matchup angle with the motivation behind Memphis gives me a lot of temptation to go ahead and take Take the cheaper price with the what twenty percent chance Kendrick plays, and that's just like extra you know point or two of value if he's you know somewhat effective, which we think he would be, given he did warm up last game. I don't know. I'm tempted to take the points around the road, Kai. Call me a spinny square, but I like the tiggers, even if Kendrick's out. Uh, yeah, I, I was impressed by Memphis in that game against Houston without Kendrick Davis. Man, they competed. Uh, I agree with Jim though. Wichita has been kind of solid. They don't get a lot of credit. But they play tough. They can be scrappy, especially on the road. Weirdly, they've been really good on the road. Awesome. At home, strangely, not as good. The roundhouse used to be a pretty great home court. 4-11 against the spread at home this year. Straight yeah. Uh, Memphis has won. Excuse me. Memphis beat Wichita by 10 at their place. They won fairly comfortably, but they shot the cover off the ball. There were some pretty fortunate shooting splits. DeAndre Williams, 29-15. and 15. I mean, he couldn't be stopped. He probably won again. It's hard to see Memphis dropping this one. They're so close to the cut line in the dance. You have to think they're hyper aware of that. This is a quality win opportunity, either Q1 or Q2. Kim Pom did make this five, so that's where the questioning of the line is. I agree, Jim. It does kind of hint Davis is out. If he's in, hard lean to Memphis. If he's out, I'd probably stay on the sidelines here. Wichita is capable of pulling off the win. Yeah, it's a Q2 game. Wichita barely inside of that uh, 125th in the net, which leaves them uh, in that Q2 range on the road, barely. Uh, 11 straight Wichita games have gone over. How's that for a little little number for you there? They have been much better offensively. Uh, the pick and pop with Craig Porter and Kenny Poto has been effective. Jaquan Walton's been a beast. I mean, he was super talented when he arrived at Georgia, starting to deliver on that uh, after a couple stops oh, yeah. in college. I lean towards Wichita in the over here. And it's a little bit like what Matt's saying with uh, if you bet the over, or if you bet Memphis before you know Kendrick Davis status, you might get a little extra bump. I think it's the same way with the over. He's a big over player. So if he ends up in there, it's even more beneficial. 
All right, next up, we've got North Texas at Charlotte, a huge one in Conference USA, as North Texas has also crept onto the bubble there, at least getting consideration from just about every bracketologist out there. Um, I believe they're like kind of far from the field per Lenardi, but other people have them a lot closer. And hey, Kai, who's better bracketologist, the internet or Lenardi? That's the internet. Debate. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Okay, so we've got a very low it's total not game comparable. Here. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, very low total game between these two. No surprise. Very half court centric. 109 and a half current total. North Texas laying up to three right now, Kai, on the road. Wow. Leaning towards yeah. the mean green or what? I'm rooting for North Texas. I, I do like they're in, in, in the conversation for an at large. They're 23 and five. They've come a long way since that 30 point loss to St. Mary's without Tyler Perry. Uh, but Charlotte's very solid. They play a pack line. They're going to force North Texas to shoot. Game one was no problem. And it was also one of the weirdest games we've seen, Matt, of the season. 47 possessions 47. in game one has to be a record. If it's not a record, it's pretty darn close uh, in the 32nd shot clock era for sure. These are the two slowest overall pace teams in the country. So it makes sense, right? That we see the lowest possession total coming from them. Kim Pom projects 54 in this game. The total out there in the market is 109 and a half. 109. I, I think that's pretty fair. Somehow North Texas won that 40, 47 possession game by 24 points, which is Almost impossible. 1.43 points per possession. It was kind of clear Charlotte couldn't stop them. It's at Charlotte. Maybe that tips the scales the other way, Matt. But again, I'm rooting for North Texas. Go Mean Green. I think North Texas wins. I think the uh, the under money is sound. I think this game's going to play like 50 possessions. Um, it, it's weird. Usually we look for the outliers of pace on the fast end of the spectrum. It's odd that you see two extremes on the low end of the spectrum. And I believe I'm trying to pull up my massive database here. There is value on betting overs in the historically low totals. Um, this one, I think is just a different beast. I think you just go complete under here. Um, 110. I think I'd still take under 110. I mean, if you're going to give me less than 50 possessions, yeah, sure, right. I'll take under 110. <laughs> I mean, that requires offensive rebounds where you bring the ball out for 20 seconds and, and twiddle your thumbs a little bit. It's nuts. But uh, if that's the pace we're going to see, you got to lean towards the under. I lean towards North Texas because in a close game, I think they've got the better late game shot maker. Um, Mr. Tyler Perry is is a beast there. But up over to three, uh, I think I had seen like one and a half, two. And yeah, two it opened. I, I would have liked North Texas a little more there. That point matters a lot in a game of this limited possession scope all right last one on the outline we're giving some love to the eastern washington eagles from the big sky country they cannot lose right now we'll see if we'll give them the classic announcers jinx here uh matthew they have been a juggernaut they're shooting 65 percent in league play now they're only minus one minus one and a half on the road at the d taking out weaver state what do you got for us I kind of lean Eastern Washington. Um, I watched them play against Southern Colorado. They were up like close to 30 in that game, and then they let, let up a BS run late to narrow the gap. Defensively, they're awesome. I think that's where they've really ascended. Like offensively, they always had that really intricate system that Riley runs, you know, kind of passed down from uh, from Shanty Legans. Not, it's really, not really a system. They have really good like modern European concepts that's tough to guard that they have such good length and size that they've been so good defensively as well. It kind of makes them immune to like any major volatility or letdown swings. The question is, Kai, is this spot a tough one? You could argue that they, we played them close to the first matchup, slowed them down, kept them out of transition. That's a good 
Uh, good start. I'm looking to fade Eastern Washington next Monday, just as a precursor against Montana State. They play tonight, they play Saturday, and then they close at home against Montana State, who I think is the better team, honestly. So I'm not fading tonight, Kyle. I'm going to fade him Monday. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you would think Eastern Washington's been in bad spot almost every game with the way, with the way their record is, and I, they clinched the title with a win here in the big in the Big Sky. They're 15 and 0. They have the nation's longest winning streak, 17 games. They're 11, three and one against the spread in conference too. So not just winning, they're covering as well. This team is actually legit. Uh, Weber can be a very tough place to play. And Matt, you mentioned Weber did hang with Eastern Washington in the first game. They were up in the second half. They lost by four. Eastern Washington just scores so well. They're the number one offense in the big sky, number one effective field goal percentage. I, I really like their coach uh, who took over for, for Legans. Um, he's done a really impressive. Yeah. Riley, he's done an impressive job. Wheeler can pressure, excuse me. Weaver can pressure Eastern Washington's ball handlers. That's probably the only shaky part of their offense, but on the other end, it's really hard to match up with Eastern Washington uh, size wise. They have the ninth biggest team in the country. They start six, six and up in their starting lineup. They rarely play a guy under six, six. It's a legit team. Um, I actually lean towards the Eagles here still, Jim. Yeah. The monster offensive efficiency combined with that size up and down the lineup. It's probably part of why they've been so dominant at this level. Uh, they shot 74% inside the arc against Weber in the first matchup. Like it's just unstoppable what they do. I haven't watched it enough to like spell it out for you guys and, and say, here's, how they attack and get all these layups, but man, it's ridiculous. They've broken like every projection system. Like the shot quality stuff says they're due for regression. They never regress. Uh, it's, it's absurd. I, I'm going to keep riding with Eastern Washington here. I think they continue that undefeated run through the league and that's all you need to cover. If it's minus one, minus one and a half. So big thing to the Eagles there. All right, Kai back to chat mob for part two. Chat mob part two from Ray. We're going with Delaware. And North Carolina a and I'm shifting it over to Matthew Cox. Delaware is a minus two and a half favorite on the road. Ah, uh, neither pass. Delaware with their, what's their injury situation right now? Aren't they? I thought they got, I think, um, uh, Owens might Davis still be out, but I think game, Davis Owens is, is out. I lean toward Delaware. It feels a little bit short for a team that's been disappointing in my eyes, NCA and two this year. I, I had higher hopes for them. Jim, you get from Danielson, Northern Kentucky. At Detroit Mercy, it's basically a pick at Bet Rivers. Yeah, I, I can we bet Antoine Davis over points? I bet he chucks over yeah. the top of that zone repeatedly over and over and over again. Um, I, I lean towards the over, but NKU really tempers the pace with that zone, so it's hard for Detroit to get them running. Yeah. Um, lean towards Detroit, though. I, I think they have the shooting to go over the top of the zone, and they've seen it so many times, multiple times this year, a second time this year now. Um, I would be a Detroit guy there if I had to bet that game. Matthew, you get Rice at UAB. Some questions about the total as well in this game, but UAB is laying 12 at home. The total is 159 at Bet Rivers. Not looking to fade UAB with Jellyback. They seem to be um, starting to hit that high year that we saw early in the year, but uh, Rice is tough, man. I, I'd actually lean Rice with the points. I like the over. Um, more than the side here. I think there's a ton of points in this game. I think UAB gets it up and down, and Rice will say willingly, let's do it. Yeah, there will be a lot of threes taken in that game. You just hope enough of them go in for the long open. rebounds if they're not going in. Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that, that work well for you there. Jim from Steven as well. Pacific goes on the road to St. Mary's. The Gales are 19-point favorites at Bet Rivers. Yeah, both this and Gonzaga, I lean towards the favorite because I think that net tiebreak is going to matter. I think they're going to try to smash, especially both teams being home, playing terrible defenses. 
there is heavy incentive for both St. Mary's and Gonzaga to really run that score up. Matthew, another uh, WCC game. Portland is going on the road to San Francisco. The Dons are laying eight. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Portland finally got healthy last game. Didn't matter, though. It gave 103 to Santa Clara. Um, that defense really is just in a rut right now. Um, I just think the lineup inconsistency, coupled with the fact that they never really had great defenders or great athletes to begin with, started to catch up with Ligans and company. They can score on offense, no question, but they have no resistance defensively. One more WCC. Excuse me, Jim. Yes. Goofy thing I just realized with WCC, like the, the winner who gets the one seed, that means you're on the side of Loyola Marymount because they're going to get the four. And both St. Mary's and Gonzaga have lost to LMU. Interesting. Yes. Is it better to be the Maybe two they're trying to... <laughs> Santa Clara on the other side? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pepperdine from Grant Gibbs Fan Club. They're on the road against Santa Clara. 11 points. I might hold my nose and lean towards Pepperdine there. But they're a hard team to trust. Again, we talk about it all the time. They're they talented, but covered three of four. Yeah, they are two and nine Ooh, against the spread of the waves. Road. Negative six not, cover margin. Not a great road team there. So maybe I won't. Maybe I won't lean that way. Yeah, I don't know. Romar against Sundeck. Yeah, maybe not. From Dom, North Dakota State hosts St. Thomas. I think someone asked, "Is it wrong team favored?" Um, no, I don't think so. No. North, North Dakota State's minus four. Matt at home against St. Thomas. Your thoughts? Yeah, they played better. Uh, I backed them with my eyes closed against Oral Roberts. I think they just got a good spot there. I'm not going to put a ton of stock in that, but they beat UMKC on the road before that, beat Denver at home, and Omaha the two before that. I know everyone loves St. Thomas. I'm not saying I don't. I just think that they're priced a little bit too uh, expensive right now. They are super different home and road. Like they're better at home. A complete yeah. juggernaut at home. 11 and 1 against the spread, plus 7 cover margin. Nowhere near that on the road. Uh, if you have player props, I could see Grant Nelson scoring 35 against that interior defense. So that might be something worth looking at. Jim, let's talk about Gonzaga, San Diego, 23 point spread from Ethan thoughts. Strongly considered Gonzaga or Gonzaga first half for a best bet here. I think against a team that's really shorthanded and completely decrepit defensively, this is like the perfect home run. Gonzaga absolutely nukes a team. I 23 was a little higher than I wanted to, and I'm I'm tempted to last second add it as a second best bet here. But I've been cold enough that adding two would be silly. Don't do that when you're not seeing the ball go through the hoop. So big lean to Gonzaga first half and full game. Somebody mentioned team total also. Like they're gonna score. Why would they not score a hundred mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh Jay Will asks about Towson and Charleston. Nine point spread. I made this spread lower. I did not take Towson. I, I don't really trust this team anymore. They have not played well lately, especially on the road. And Charleston is a dangerous team, uh, especially at home. I stayed away in this one. First game is weird. Charleston got up huge in the first yeah, half. overtime, Towson right? Towson ended up almost winning in overtime, yeah. Shorthanded, I think, as well. Towson was in that game. Strange. All right, Matt, finally, OVC. Tennessee Martin is hosting Tennessee State. Tennessee Martin is minus four and a half. If they lose, it's Moorhead's conference. Your thoughts? It's already more. Feels a little bit high. It's, yeah, they've already. I think won they it, can I think, tie right? still. I think they can tie. Morehead's got okay. one game left, and they're up two losses. No, they have two games left. I'm pretty sure. No, Morehead played last night, clinched it against Eastern Illinois. I'm sure. Oh, okay, my mistake. Okay, it's Morehead's Kyle. conference, no matter no matter Cash what. Future. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts on Martin Tennessee State? Oh, it's good. I I need time to think about this one. Uh, Christian Brown is back for Tennessee State. I had not noticed that. He's really good. Like he's good. different make, difference maker in that conference. Uh, they played better. Although Martin's played better recently too, and we like Ryan Ritter. That's two teams I like. Tend to get each other. No play for me. 
OVC bet the home team. That's where I default. Or that. I think there's yeah. a lot of points there, too. Yeah, uh, as pressing and weird stuff. I like that, Jim. Good call. All right, let's go to uh, best bets. I think Jim's up first. I'm going with Southern Indiana. Great transition there, talking OVC home teams. Southern Indiana minus five and a half for me. Uh, pretty feisty in the first game against Tennessee Tech. Uh, ended up losing by double digits, but I think some of the uh, success they had offensively is repeatable, and they have been significantly better at home. Kai, I didn't fully realize this. You pointed out to me before the show that Tyler Henry of Southern Indiana collapsed last game. Mm -hmm. Um, He is doing well, but it has gotten legitimately zero of the fanfare of any of the other sports collapses of the past couple of years. So we'll see how that affects Southern Indiana. He's like a part-time starter. So they've still got their best five players, uh, four players at least. I think that's enough to take care of Tennessee Tech, who is a little bit shorthanded. Deontay Wood has been out. Uh, I'll ride with that home trend. Matthew, hopefully an emotional big game for Southern Indiana. I like that. Minus five and a half. The Screagles, I'm taking a uh, another home team, Jimbo. The Mavs of Arlington, who have been quietly cruising as of <laughs> late, now under the direction of, uh, pardon me, I forgot his name already. It is, don't tell me, Snoop Johnson. Thank you, Snoop Johnson. Stepping in for Greg Young after he got after he got fired, inexcusably. Uh, he's been there for a while. He's respected. I think it's like a perfect spot to back a team in the interim coach situation because I think it's a team that probably likes their interim coach a lot and wants to play for him. He's trying to play for his full-time job, potentially, similar to the effect you're seeing with Rodney Terry doing so well at Texas. I like this Mavs team. Um, and Southern Utah has been a different team away from home, as many WAC teams have. I'm taking five here in a vintage home dog spot with Arlington. So go Mavs. All right, my best bet is IUPUI, plus 10. They're 7-2 against the spread at home. They're 8-2 against the spread the last 10. They played Robert Morris close in game one, lost by just seven on the road. It's their first home game since February 4th. They spent four straight games away from their home arena. It's Robert Morris's first road game since February 12th. They played three straight at home. Give me the scrappy Jags. It might be a backdoor cover, but a cover nonetheless. IUPUI, plus 10. Yeah, Robert Morris just beat the two top teams in the league, or two of the top three. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see them like not paying attention to this game at all. It's their last game of the year, too, Jim, Robert Morris. Yeah, yep. Is it IUPUI Senior Day, Kai? I think they have one uh, more home game. Yeah, yeah, they have one more against Youngstown. Place will be buzzing. <laughs> Indy will be buzzing. <laughs> they even have a senior? Oh, I don't baby. That wraps been, everything up here for our Thursday show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to Bet Rivers, Field of 68, and Trevor, the producer behind the scenes. We'll be back again on Saturday, 10.15 a.m. Central, 11.15 a.m. Eastern, talking through one of the last giant slates of the year. Got, I believe, two more big old Saturdays left, and even the last one is tapered down. So excited for that. Ready to talk more hoops. But for now, enjoy your Thursdays. We'll see you on Saturday. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.